Hello, and welcome to this podcast presented by the Southern Alberta Council on Public Affairs. Good afternoon. My name is Susan Giffen, and I'm moderating your SACPA session for this afternoon. Speaker today is Bridget Pasteur. Now, Bridget has been the MLA for Lethbridge East since 2004. She, prior to becoming the MLA for Lethbridge East, Bridget was uh, an alderman for the city of Lethbridge, and she sat in that position from 1998 until 2004. Um, as her, a part of her duties as the MLA is that she is the official opposition whip. She's also the shadow minister for agricultural and rural development, municipal affairs, seniors, and community supports. As well, she is currently serving as a member of three standing committees. Prior to serving as the Lethbridge Alderman, she began her career with Air Canada, raised three children, and then went back to school, graduated from Lethbridge College as a registered nurse, later qualifying as a geriatric specialist from Grant McEwen. Bridget worked as an RN at the Edith Cavell Center from 1990 to 2004. So please join me to welcome Bridget to the podium. She's going to talk to us today about Alberta's new premier and how she may seek broad political cooperation. Thanks very much, Susan. Um, well, good afternoon. And I've spoken to many, many groups, and I can BS with the best of them, but Sackpaw is a whole different kettle of fish. So here we go. No BS, <laughs> no BS Gordon. <laughs> okay, the question posed today. Will Alberta's new premier seek broad political cooperation? And heaven knows, I certainly can't speak for the premier. But I think it's easy to guess. No premier with a majority as huge as the one she enjoys need bother consulting the official opposition or, in fact, any other minority political party. However, I think that she will respect the members of the House because I think that Alison Redford does respect the House and what the House is meant to do. Partly because we represent Albertans' views and may be more open to the dialogue that should be happening in the House and hasn't. Albertans have elected progressive conservative majorities 11 times in a row, many of them massive landslides. When you hold the reins of power that tightly, there's no need to consult anybody else, except when you can adopt their more pop popular policies and undermine the opposition's thunder. The question really should be, under what circumstances would an, an Alberta Premier seek broad political cooperation? And I think this is the answer to that question. Alberta Premiers will seek broad political cooperation when Albertans show the Premier that they want cooperation among political parties by electing a strong opposition. Speak out at the ballot box and the Premier will listen. Now, as it happens, the new Premier has accepted a lot of portions that 
uh, positions, I'm sorry, that Alberta liberals have long advocated for. She's restored the $107 million in funding for public education, something that we had been advocating for ever since the budget was dropped last spring. She sold off tobacco stocks uh, that were held by the Heritage Trust Fund, and that's something I spoke about five years ago in the House. I, I really do applaud her for that. Here we are increasing taxes to try to um, eliminate the increase in smoking. We've put cigarette packages behind blank walls so the kids won't see them, which is, I never could figure that one out, but anyway. Um, and we had millions and millions of dollars in the Heritage Trust Fund portfolio that were um, cigarette stocks that belonged to tobacco companies. So I do applaud that, and it's something, as I say, we've been working on for a while. The, uh, there were, there's also going to be a review regarding the need for three new power transmission lines or not. Public land sales have been put on hold, and there will be a, re a review of the MLA salaries and benefits. My motion went through a uh, year and a half ago, I believe, um, much, I think, to everyone's surprise, particularly the Speaker, who had to call for a standing vote, and it went through that way. Um, but the whole point of it is that there really should be an independent committee. I'm not sure who should be on it, um, and we could certainly talk about who should appoint those people, but it should be independent, and it should report back to the House, and it should be accepted. Because the way it happens now is you can have an independent committee bring forward recommendations, but then they go to um, member services, and those are all MLAs. And so they can um, readjust <clears throat> Excuse me, I've got a bad throat today. Um, they can readjust the um, recommendations to give themselves the um, salary raises that they did the last time, and that really is wrong. Now, MLA, actually anybody that is in elected position will have to vote on their own salaries because it's part of the budget and uh, elected people are responsible for those bud that budget. But they could vote on something without having, having had it discussed, which I think is the fair way to do it. The um, Alberta Liberals have been fighting for these, as I've said, positions for many, many years. So it's, um, it, it's kind of um, rewarding, I guess, to know that some of these have gone through. But um, would she have seen the light had the official opposition been less diligent about holding the government accountable for its shortcomings and constantly making suggestions for alternative thought? Of course, the Premier can only go so far when it comes to adopting liberal positions. When she was campaigning during the progressive conservative leadership, she saw that Albertans strongly supported the Alberta liberal call for a public inquiry into allegations of financial misconduct and the intimidation of healthcare professionals within the public health system. Polls showed that most Albertans agreed. The evidence was suggestive enough to warrant the public inquiry. So to differentiate herself from the rest of the PC cont uh, contenders, she promised that if she won the race, she would call the public inquiry that the opposition had been demanding. We've been calling for a public inquiry because we're very concerned that intimidation of doctors and nurses, as well as the possibility of that financial misconduct, is having a profoundly negative effect on wait times, quality of care, and the cancer survival rates. If we hope to fix our health care system, if we want shorter wait times and better outcomes, 
then we need to find out all the problems that are hampering the effectiveness of the system. That means we need a full public inquiry. Unfortunately, the Premier uh, appears to have changed her tune. She should have called a public inquiry as soon as she took office, but instead there have been several weeks looking for ways to change that exact promise. Former Health Minister Ron Liepert wasted no time in publicly declaring that he would not support a public inquiry, probably because he knows he'd have to appear. And it looks like he and his buddies have been lobbying against any kind of a health care inquiry. Now the government wants to substitute the public judicial inquiry that's needed with a so-called independent inquiry run by the Health Quality Council of Alberta. Minister Fred Horn, (coughs) excuse me again, he of the fame of calling the president of the Alberta Medical Association to suggest that Dr. Raj Sherman may need mental health care um, because at 3 o'clock, 3, actually I think it was 3.20 in the morning, he was very passionate about his words in the house. And in my mind, a real friend would have approached that person and asked, is everything all right? I probably would have said, did you forget your Valium this morning? However, I think that's what a real friend would have done. I'm going to quote, and I have to read because I wrote it out, so I have to hold it up. I'm sorry, I don't see that well. Um, This is a quote. He started at 3.20, and this is a quote from 4.20 in the morning. And it says, This has been a hard time for me as a human being. Damn right I have an emotional problem. I have been part of a government that dismantled a broken healthcare system. I cannot defend it any longer. And the smearing of my name to discredit me I spoke up, and they fired me. That is only a part of it. And um, we have some papers that I'm going to leave on the um, outside table. And what it does is help you go through to get to Hansard, both the video portion and the written portion. And I would suggest that you go on to the websites and pull that up and make up your own mind on just if Raj Sherman was crazy or if he was just passionate at 4.20 in the morning. I'll leave that up to you. Minister Horn has claimed that the Alberta Quality uh, Council of Alberta inquiry will be almost identical to a judicial inquiry held under the province's Public Inquiries Act. Well, Fred, if the two are identical, why not just hold a public inquiry instead of drafting new legislation to make the Health Quality Council independent uh, inquiry possible. It seems like a lot of trouble to go to to achieve possibly the same result. The truth is, anything less than a full public inquiry amounts to a cover-up. If the government had anything to hide, that's how they would proceed. The problem is this. This inquiry must be headed by a judge, be independent, public, an answer to the legislature, not the government. Even with extra powers, the Health Quality Council is not the same thing as a judicial inquiry run naturally by a judge. Albertans are assuming there's something to hide, and to me this is deeply disappointing. If we can't get to the bottom of this, how can we improve the delivery of our health care system? Truth is important. Trust is important. This isn't about bringing down the Tories or embarrassing Ron Liepert or any of those other 
political games that people play. It's about finding out what's wrong with the healthcare system so that we can fix it. Do we want shorter wait times in the emergency room or for cancer treatment? Would you like to see less wasteful spending in healthcare with better outcomes for patients? Then call the Premier and tell her that a fully open public inquiry is necessary. Last week, the Liberals, the NDP, and the Wild Rose Alliance sent a letter to the Premier urging her to keep her promise and call the public inquiry. The answer to your question will be found in her response, which we have not yet received. If she agrees that yes, there will be a public inquiry, after all, then we'll give her credit for doing the right thing. And then we'll know that cooperating with other parties may be her style of governing. This is one of the reasons that I believe Alberta needs a Sherman Liberal government. I just went political. Did you notice? <laughs> After 40 years in power, the PCs have come to believe that their way is always the best way. They move, they are more often than not, not listening to anyone else. Albertans keep voting them back into power. They feel as though they can make any old bad decision and there won't be any consequences. And until we have true change, they'll be right. Democracy doesn't function unless governments change from time to time. Democracy doesn't function unless there's a strong opposition to be able to question that government. Alberta deserves a government that understands that Albertans are smart. Our citizens know what needs to be done. Local solutions for local problems. A government that will listen to people and take action to meet the challenges facing our province. We want to diversify our economy, put an end to the backroom deals that have helped Albertans lose faith in that democracy, fix health care, protect and add value to our oil and gas industry while cleaning up the environment. We want a better deal for AISH recipients and for seniors, two issues I've been fighting for since I was elected. The elderly and the vulnerable have a right to live with dignity and respect and Raj Sherman's plan to fix health care includes more home care, subacute care, rehab care, community-based palliative care, and nonprofit long-term care. These solutions will help seniors enjoy their golden years and provide better health outcomes for everyone, unclog our emergency rooms, and lower wait times for surgery. Raj's larger plan is based on common sense and the evidence in the medical community. He knows that whenever possible, we need to keep people out of acute care. That means a focus on prevention. The problem is chronic illness, which often goes untreated or undiagnosed until there's an emergency. Cancer, lung disease, obesity and diabetes, mental illness, and so on. According to Dr. Sherman, the thousands of Albertans walking around with unmanaged chronic disease represent the greatest urgent threat to the healthcare system and certainly to the economy. Raj wants to retool our whole healthcare system to focus on primary care, family doctors working with multidisciplinary teams of healthcare professionals. He would integrate primary health care teams with hospitals, the school system, and senior care facilities and create strong performance measures to ensure that the system is improving. And he would return decision-making powers to local staff. They know what their needs are best, and they're the ones that are the best equipped to act instantly 
without having to go through layers and layers of bureaucracy to get permission to do something. Alberta Liberals want to fix public health care. In contrast, the PCs appear to continue to work behind closed doors to privatize it. Raj took a stand, risking his political career to tell the truth about the government's plan for health care. The Premier may not be too keen to cooperate with the Leader of the Opposition, given his history of speaking the truth to power brokers. They must implement these necessary solutions that healthcare professionals like Dr. Sherman, Dr. Swan, and myself, and many doctors and nurses across the province have been pushing for. Liberals don't believe it's possible for Alberta to achieve its true potential without having a distinct change in the way the government is run. Changing the Premier is interesting, but she's fighting 40 years of entitlement in the old boys club that has no reason to change. Will she seek broad political cooperation? Again, probably not, but let's hope so. It's very difficult when the majority of her government caucus is pushing her in the other direction. Time will tell. We are still in very new and what I'd like to think are very uncharted waters. Raj Sherman likes to say that we live in the best province, in the best country, in the best world. I'm not sure what other world he was referring to, but he does say that. (laughs) And that working together, we can make it even better. I agree. We should all be working toward a win-win scenario. No one left behind. We will not all drive caddies, wear our money, or ski at San Moritz. But we must all have the opportunity to meet our full potential, have the opportunity to serve, and to be part of the society, part of the societal fiber of the communities that make us who we are. We must be able to live in safety with respect and dignity until that last breath is taken. We all must step up to the plate. We can get the government, we will get the government we deserve. A new government that truly understands the need to listen to people because it will be deeply indebted to the voters for trying something new for their benefit. Thank you again for giving me the opportunity to share my thoughts on some of the important issues facing Alberta today. It's always a great pleasure to speak, and it was a great pleasure to speak to Sackpot today. It wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. Um, Question period's coming, right? Um, But thank you very much for allowing me to speak and to share some of my thoughts. And I really am looking forward to some of the thoughts that you have on what I have just said and where you think it can be improved and where you think that we as the opposition should be going forward. So thank you again.